This is Hungry Gen Podcast, and I just want to thank you for joining us today. Here at HG, our vision is to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Today's message I want to talk about is called Modern Day Sorcery. Now, you might think of sorcery as like wizards or Gandalf with the staff, electrocutes go everywhere, you know, just like supernatural powers that are demonic or not of God, uh, like the Egyptians and the mages and things like that. But there's actually more to the word sorcery as used in the Bible. And I want to touch on something that goes in hand in hand with sorcery and those magical powers that are not of God. But first off, If we look at scripture, sorcery is considered an abomination to God. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 10 through 11, it says, There shall be not found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, a medium, a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. So sorcery is an abomination to the Lord, along with sacrificing children and speaking to the dead, other things like that. But sorcery in Galatians in the New Testament is considered a work of the flesh. In Galatians 5, 19 through 20, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So sorcery is very serious. And we see that in Revelation chapter 21, verse eight. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So what does God mean when he says sorcery? Because that's pretty serious. An abomination, uh, work of the flesh, the lake of fire. Well, the Greek word for sorcery is pharmakia. And pharmakia is where we get our word for pharmacy, pharmaceutical. And no, that doesn't mean pharmacy and pharmaceuticals are demonic. The word has taken on and garnered a new meaning over time from the original usage in Hebrew. The Hebrew is actually kashef was the Hebrew word for sorcery. But pharmakia back then involved more than what it does today. And we know that medicine's not demonic because Paul referred to Luke as the beloved physician. And Jesus even said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, implying that sick people need a physician. So most scholars believe that uh, Luke was also a Greek doctor, a Greek physician, and the Greeks used natural remedies and treatments for illnesses and and pain relief and such like that. Some were uh, spiritual or superstitious, which likely Luke did not believe in, but most was actually applicable and he was revered as a physician. Sorcery in the biblical context actually refers to magical arts, but also the usage of drugs for spiritual and ceremonial purposes. And the two go hand in hand. Many pagan religions around the world have been using drugs for spiritual purposes, to contact deities, gods, worship the the demons that they worshiped, that they believed were gods, but we know are demons. The demons of Hinduism, the Indians, they used a lot of substances, one called bang, which is a liquid form of cannabis, marijuana, 
high dosages to contact the demons that they worshipped. And, and the Vedic scriptures of India actually were, were inspired by these communications. And this was happening in the land of Canaan as well, as in Deuteronomy when God said this. Well, the Canaanites were actually using cannabis to worship the god Asherah. Now, Asherah, they had 400 prophets and 450 prophets of Baal that Elijah confronted in 1 Kings 18, and that's where the, the, the fire, God had the fire come down on the altar and put them to shame. Asherah was a known demon that they worshiped, and how many times did the Israelites fall to Baal worship? You know, how many times do they fall to false idols and told not to engage in the things of the people you're about to inhabit? To, to be set apart. We're called to be set apart as Christians, as God's people, and not engage in things that God clearly says are not okay. And I wanna talk about probably three of the top drugs that are used today, still in modern times, in a similar way that people are trying to reach the spiritual things. People are trying to know the purpose of life. And as Elijah was saying, taking acid, smoking weed, Many people are doing this and it's actually considered sorcery. So marijuana or weed, 55 million Americans used cannabis at least once in the past year. It's a very large amount of people and it's growing. Look at the recreational legalization. Look at the acceptance for marijuana. Well, I wanna say that cannabis in itself, the plant is actually not demonic. It's actually very medicinal in many ways. The, the seeds, the hemp seeds are very nutritional. They have a, a perfect ratio, three to one of omega-3, omega-6 fatty acids. I, I was a big health guy, health coach back in the day. I loved this stuff. And the fiber, the hemp fiber, very strong. One of the strongest on the earth. George Washington said, grow hemp. It's a, it's a cash crop. And uh, the oil, the, the CBD oil is actually used to treat uh, epilepsy patients. There's a 44% reduction in seizures. It's, it's very powerful, but that doesn't get you high. Eating the seeds doesn't get you high. Uh, uh, the CBD oil doesn't get you high, but, but getting high, the CBD and the THC, which are in weed, produces the mind-altering effects, produces that sense of being stoned or high. And there are many people who do this, like me, and begin to become spiritual or do it for spiritual purposes. Now, back in the day, the Indians, still today in Hinduism, actually consider cannabis one of the five sacred plants of Hinduism. They used cannabis in three forms of different potency to worship their deities and to actually make contact with these demons, one being Shiva, which is an actual demon we see get cast out at the altar that, that inhabits people and many times inhabits people addicted to weed. And that's why you see that that people who start to get into weed start to kind of get into new age stuff many times. Start to kind of, you know, get into yoga or get into spiritual things and kind of leave maybe an atheistic mindset and enter a more spiritual one, but apart from Christ. And that's very, very common. And for many people who get into the new age, smoking weed is sometimes the, the moment they realize they have a spiritual awakening. And they have this new identity that comes upon them, that they're a light worker, that they're called for more of a higher purpose. And they begin to get into many new age things from that moment. It's very, very common. It's very, very popular. And many people are using it today. And like I said, the Canaanites, they used weed. And actually archaeologists in 1960s, they found in Canaanite temples, cannabis in the Canaanite temples. So God was referring to this. God knew about this when he was talking about this in Deuteronomy. And around the world, 
a lot of other usages of weed still today. But when people use it and they don't understand the spiritual implications or maybe even Christians who are using it, it allows open doors because we know that sin is an open door to the devil. Sin is an open door to the enemy. And if sorcery is described like this in the word of God and sorcery and, and, and smoking marijuana and, and taking LSD and acid and mushrooms for different purposes is considered under that, you're giving way to the devil. You're giving way to the enemy in your life. And it's very problematic. And even in Exodus chapter 34, verse 13, it says, break down their altars, smash their sacred stones and cut down their asherim. The asherim is plural for the Asherah poles that they would put up to worship Asherah. Marijuana, cannabis, and this demon, Asherah, are very correlated in Canaanite times. And Elijah, the prophet of God, came against them. Some people actually try to say that Moses got, you know, hotboxed in the Holy of Holies when a, when a seraphim put a coal down and, and the smoke uh, came. And many people believe this, actually, that the, the Greek word, I mean, the Hebrew word kane bosom is actually cannabis. So they were using this in the Holy of Holies, burning incense with it, getting high, having mystical experiences, but it's not true. The actual meaning for kane bosom is just an aromatic that has a scent, a reed like a type of plant. And there's many of those, and there were many other different kinds throughout Israelite history. Not cannabis, not cannabis. But it's a good excuse if you're addicted and you want to find a good uh, scriptural, how many times have you done that, you know? So the, the, the next one I want to talk about is, is mushrooms. Now, a lot of people, 32 million Americans, have actually said they use mushrooms once in their life. You might think that this is like, no way people are actually taking this. You know, I've never really heard about this growing up in church. No, this is very common. This is very common and it marks people's spirituality as well. It's a spiritual pursuit. I, I smoked weed for four plus years of my life. Started in high school, instantly loved it. Started to get more spiritual. Started to get into Buddhism, mindfulness, meditation. Naturally, I was getting into these things and I felt like I had literally psychic abilities while high that I was getting new powers. And I was told that, oh, don't do it, it's a drug. But I'm like, whoa, it's medicinal. It's, you know, so fun, so much laughter. You know, we got Bob Marley saying, you're more like yourself. And uh, I'm, I'm, so I'm like thinking it's all great. And, and so many other people I knew as well, boom, started getting into new age. Before you know it, years later, I'm a certified yoga instructor. And I stopped smoking weed for, cause I knew it was bringing forth bad things. And it's very deceiving. It's very deceptive the way it stays in someone's life. And things aren't going anywhere, but they feel like there's an excuse to keep using it, to keep using it, to keep using it. But many times it leads people away from their true calling, from their true calling in Christ. And that was me, but I stopped smoking it before I came to Christ. So it's not like, oh, now that I'm a Christian, uh, you know, drugs are demonic. No, I started to sense it before due to the fruit in people's lives and due to the results in people's lives. Mushrooms as well. I took mushrooms, a lot of friends who took mushrooms for spiritual purposes. And the Mayans, they actually call mushrooms the flesh of the gods. They took it, warriors would take it before battle. They had a demon called Quetzalcoatl they would worship. This is a feathery serpent that they have all their temples made out of. You know, who deceived Eve in the garden? Serpent. So... The, the, the usage of these drugs is very correlated and linked to 
practices outside of God's domain, worshiping idols and demons that are not of God and actually engaging in the powers of darkness. And I believe that the church needs to be aware of this, to be stronger in Christ, to be, to be guarded, to be set apart from the world and actually closer to the Lord. Because when you're allowing open doors, demons come in, spirits come in and start nagging at you, start leading you away from Christ. De- many people find that they come into deeper doctrines and you know deeper secrets that are being revealed to them on these substances, especially mushrooms, marijuana, DMT, what I'm about to talk about. And they start to leave the word of God. They start to find that spiritual fulfillment in these spiritual experiences that come from drugs. But it's very demonic and is not a door that God wants one to open. So mushrooms, the Egyptians actually believed that they were placed here by their god Osiris. Now this isn't uncommon for these pagan religions to believe that these substances that cause these you know, experiences came from gods, divine beings. And in the book of Enoch, which isn't a biblical scripture, it's not a part of the canon, um, but it's mentioned in Jude, so at least a part of it is true. The book of Enoch in chapter seven of the first book actually talks about fallen angels teaching sorcery, plants and root cultivation to man. And sorcery in the Hebrew is specifically described with plants and roots right next to it. So here we've got the Egyptians believing that their God, their divine being came and and created these things or showed them. And then the book of Enoch that Jude referenced in the Bible also describes it. So it's, a, it's, it's a, another correlation. Now, the third one is ayahuasca or DMT. I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but Megan Fox was just on Jimmy Kimmel talking about her experience going down to Costa Rica with Machine Gun Kelly, I think her uh, boyfriend taking ayahuasca. And you, you see, she's talking about the chakras. She's talking about you know, awakening your true self and trying to get Jimmy to, to you know, awaken his uh, chakras. And it's all ideology that's actually not found in the word of God. And that's the ideology that comes to people when they're on these experiences. Now, ayahuasca is becoming one of the most popular spiritual healing retreat plant medicines in the West and in the world. People fly from around the world to the Amazon, to Costa Rica, to receive healing ceremonies from shamans who are trained in ayahuasca. Now, ayahuasca means the vine of the dead. And this chemical, its main ingredient is DMT. DMT is the chemical that Joe Rogan, the biggest podcaster pretty much in the world, popularized about a decade or more ago as something that's uh, uh, spiritually explorative and you can find the new dimensions and you know there's entities you come in contact with and there's elves that you speak to and and you start to receive messages from more divine sources and you know if you're wanting to seek the truth if you're wanting to know more about reality and what's out there in the universe and all these great things you're going to be intrigued you're going to be like wow I want to try that but do I have the courage to try that because many people have bad experiences. They didn't fully let go, which is usually the excuse when somebody has a bad trip or a terrifying like demonic possession and fear grips their soul. The, the, the main excuse is, oh, they didn't let go. You gotta let go. You gotta surrender to the experience. Surrender to the experience. Basically, surrender to the demons as they deceive you and inhabit you. But people get deceived into this because there's so much, uh, there's so much, publicity around it, Hollywood talking about it, the media talking about it. You go online, you see documentaries where it's like, wow, this person's healing from years of trauma, from years of abuse. They were sexually abused and they went and took ayahuasca and 
that this mother Gaia, this mother earth spirit came to them and told them how much it loves them and how much, you know, that they're meant and how worthy they are. And it defines them and it, and it brings them that, that identity and that, that healing and that restoration. And you're like, man, I want that. And there are so many people, millions right now who are, who are wanting that, who are craving that. But it's Jesus Christ who actually gives that. It's their savior. It's the savior of their soul. The one who actually came and died for them. This Mother Earth or Gaia spirits, the ones they talk to, they didn't come in the form of man, take on all of our suffering, all of our pain, and actually live it through a perfect life and die for us. None of them did, but Jesus did. And if this is you and you're watching online and you've done this before, the one you're seeking is Jesus Christ. He is the savior of your soul. He is the healer, the redeemer, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the one you're actually looking for. And the open door is through the Holy Spirit. You pray to the Father in heaven through the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will know your savior. You will know the truth and who you truly are. These substances, smoking weed, taking mushrooms, having ceremonies around it. I had ceremonies around DMT. I smoked DMT, which is a, a form of ayahuasca that's more potent, not as long. And within five seconds, you're literally in a new dimension. And you read the book of Ezekiel, the book of John. They were sober. They were just walking with the Lord. You know, they were, they were praying in the spirit. They were walking in the spirit, having these experiences. So you don't need to take these drugs to have these experiences. You're, you're meant to as a believer in Christ. Angels were breaking the apostles out of jail. Angels were guiding them as they were fulfilling their mission in Christ. They were witnessing them. They were seeing these things. You know, Peter on the rooftop with the vision, of the, you know, that came down, the blanket that came down, and then he preached to the Gentiles. Like, these visions are normal for Christians. These visions are normal for believers in Christ who are close to the Lord and fulfilling his calling. It's not only these drugs. It's not only smoking weed and taking psychedelics where you can see these visions and have these trances. But following Christ and, and saving souls and bringing people to the knowledge of truth brings the exact same experience supernaturally. So there's not more supernatural outside of the church. The, the, the true supernatural is in the body of Christ, in the one who created all things. In him, all things were made. That's what it says in Colossians. And in him, we are complete. We are complete in Christ. There's no external source we need to go to to receive that completeness, to receive that satisfaction. Many people see the church as just dry, going to church, sitting in the pews, listening to some preacher read from a dogmatic scriptures that were edited. You know, many people believe it's just dry, there's nothing there, there's nothing spiritual. And now, you know, we at Hungry Gen know that the Spirit does move, that the Holy Spirit is at work, that people are set free, that demons are sent to the pit in Jesus' name, and people are healed, people are recovered, and people experience the true salvation of their soul. But other people who grow up in, in different churches who might not have that fire, who might not have that awareness of how God moves today, they see this online and they say, man, this looks way cooler. This looks way cooler. Why am I sitting at church like, okay, my parents are forcing me to, but the second I get out of the home, I'm gonna go try these things. And you know, Elijah's getting into to weed, getting into LSD, psychedelics. 
angel cards, astrology. This is what's happening to the youth today. But we as believers in Christ need to put the power of God on display. We need to demonstrate the power as we preach the word so people can actually see that God is stronger. The same God that delivered the Jews out of Egypt, the same God that took down the Egyptian mages and wizards, he's alive today and he's using us. He lives in us. It's us who are dead, but Christ lives in us. And he will use you to bring the truth and to bring his healing to so many souls in your life, in your workplace, in your family. He wants to use you. And if it's not you, people are going to go to drugs. People are going to go to sorcery without having any clue. You know, we got to wake up to the need that people are having to actually experience the true love of Jesus Christ, the true power of the Holy Spirit. Because I can tell you, when I took these drugs, when I took acid, which is LSD, at a, at a music festival on 420, which is, you know, the holiday for marijuana. And I'm like, I just want to take a little. And my friend actually accidentally gives me a Deca dose, which is 10X. And before I know it, I'm like, okay, I'm in this, you know. I, some people never literally return mentally and their identity is fractured forever. I'm like, you know, I, I'm in this. And I was having visions overlooking the earth of a hierarchy of souls and emblems over a ranking of souls. This is a cult doctrine. And that there's reincarnation and that you ascend over lifetimes to higher levels. It was all correlating to the new age doctrine that I was beginning to dabble in. But it was bam, huge vision. Like boom, this is the divine source energy telling me these things, the universe telling me these things. Very vivid, more vivid than anything in my life. And these experiences mark people. They mark people's identity. And for those who've done it, if you've done it and you've had experiences like this and you're a believer, you need to completely get what you learned through that experience out of your mind. Because this did not come from God. God never sanctioned this. Yes, God can save people who are under demonic attack while they're doing it, but it's never meant to be taken to know God. And those who do receive those visions, when you come to Christ, you need to go through those times that you had these experiences and this doctrine was downloaded to you and compare it to the word of God. You need to study the scriptures. You need to study the true word because it's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit. And there are demons that are trying to attach to your soul. And if you have the word of God, it will break that connection that those demons have. That deception that they're staying in your mind with will get exposed in the light of Christ. And the Bible, which is the lamp unto our feet, it's the truth. God is light and his word is the truth. But these experiences are, are very, very common. And I, and I really wanna encourage you that don't get involved in this. And if you have been involved in this, to, to repent of it, to renounce it to really go through, what did I start to think new about God? What were these secrets I started to discover about God when I was high on mushrooms and I realized the true power of God is this or the true power of God is that? Can't tell you how many people I've met, believers who, who watch my video on psychedelics, they reach out and they say, I, I don't know how to piece it together. This happened to me on psychedelics. This happened this experience. And it needs to get repented of. It needs to get renounced and, and not just forgotten because it lies dormant within someone's mind. The seeds that Satan plants in those experiences about who someone truly is, they lie dormant unless they're plucked out, unless they're taken out, uprooted, and the weeds are uprooted. And I wanna encourage you, if you've done this before, to begin to remember these times and to repent of it. And if you know someone who's in this, 
Praying for them is essential. Praying for them is essential because there are spiritual demons, spiritual beings that are attached to them, that are trying to guide them away. The Holy Spirit wants to guide them. You know, the Greek word for spirit is breath or a wind. When we're in the spirit, when we're in the Holy Spirit, we're in that draft of God's calling in our life. But there are unclean spirits that people are residing in, that people are being guided by, and their destinies are being thwarted. Their destinies are being taken off of the path of Christ. And this is a, a, a massive element of it that is an open door for demons and for Satan to have access in people's lives. And for those who might still think that, hey, weed's fine if I smoke a little, or these things are fine if I smoke a little. And, you know, there are people who have extreme pain issues and extreme conditions that, quite frankly, modern medicine doesn't know how to heal, and they're, they're actually genuinely seeking an, something to help. I want to urge you to, to, to look for something besides getting high, because there are too many spiritual implications. There are too many implications that that are, that, are, that are negative, that you don't want to get engaged in. And there are other remedies if you search for them, but the spiritual implications are more consequential than the mere physical. You know, as we know, fear not who can kill the body, but he who can cast the soul into hell. It's, it's eternity that matters. It's our soul that matters. And there will be temporary suffering. All who are godly will suffer persecution. You know, we're meant to endure a certain level when it comes but we're meant to stay focused on the kingdom, stay focused on the eternity mindset and the precious nature of our souls, staying pure and holy in Christ. The Bible says time and time again, be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 6 and 8, 2 Timothy. I could go through. So many times the Bible says, be sober, be alert. And these things don't do that. These things do not do that. A lot of these ideologies, actually, if you think, oh, where did the New Age come from? Why is this, you know, such a big threat on the church now? Well, look at the 1960s movement with the hippies and, and the drugs that they were taking, mushrooms, LSD, psychedelics. I studied the people who brought it into the West. as I, I revered them. A guy named Terrence McKenna from uh, Cal Berkeley, a botanist who would go to the Amazon and see these mushrooms and take them with his brother and, and write about it. The food of the gods, he called it. And many people started getting into this. And then many people started getting into yoga and Hinduism. And the 1960s birthed a lot of the modern new age movement we see today. Combined with that was the usage of drugs. So it's not just the spiritual powers that are apart from the power of God, but it's the usage of drugs to gain the knowledge for these spiritual powers that is forbidden by God and urged for us not to do. I really want people who have done this before or people who know someone who done this before, I want this to be a, just a short time of prayer that I wanna pray for you if, you've, if you've engaged in this, if you've taken these drugs, if you're taking them right now, you're smoking weed, people don't really know, you're thinking it's fine, I urge you, you can, you can end it right now. If you're watching this video, you can literally pause it and say, no, I'm done. Flush it down to the toilet. Put it down the drain. Put it in the trash. No more will you have darkness in your life. You will live pure for Christ. Your calling will be fulfilled in the Lord. 
That's possible because the Spirit of the Lord, the anointing, His anointing breaks every yoke and there will be no yoke of the enemy in your life. We are not meant to have any attachment to Satan, any connection to the devil, but purely to Christ who lives in us. And I wanna urge you, if, if we could just rise to our feet and if the worship team could come up, please. To, to start prepare your heart right now in prayer, you might have someone in mind. You might have someone in mind right now that the demons that are coming against them do not want you to start praying for them right now. The spirits that are trying to guide them do not want you to be praying for them right now. And if you are somebody who's actually in this, who have done this, I wanna pray for you right now that you experience freedom and deliverance, that every demon that has come into your life be gone in Jesus' name. So church, if you can just lift your mouth and really pray and intercede for people who are under drugs, who are under deception, false new age beliefs, who are taking psychedelics, kids right now in high school who are taking these drugs, thinking they can find God, begin to intercede. And I command every spirit of, of Satan, every spirit of the enemy, of drugs, of witchcraft, of sorcery, to be gone in Jesus' name, to come out in Jesus' name out of your life right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of Shiva, of marijuana, of drug abuse, addiction, substance abuse, be gone in Jesus' name. Heroin addiction, meth, every single spirit of sorcery to come out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the fire of God consume you. Let the fire of God consume you from head to toe to show you who the true creator is. It's Christ. It's Jesus. He is your Lord. He is your King. No other God you shall serve. Father, I thank you for every single person, Lord, that you have convicted their hearts today, that you have convicted them of the reality of this truth, the reality of sorcery, of drug usage, of, of, of sin, God, where they're trying to seek you in ways that are not called for by you, that are forbidden by you, Lord. I pray that you reveal yourself to them. I pray that you show them who you truly are, God, the lover of their souls, the savior of their souls. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. And for those who might not actually believe in the gospel, who might be sitting here today or watching online and you're just here for an, another reason and you don't quite believe yet. You don't believe that Jesus Christ came and died for your sin. If you felt any conviction today, if you felt any prompting today or any desire to truly know God, I wanna give you the opportunity today to make that decision. If you felt conviction for things you've been doing, you know, you wanna be a good person, but still these parts of your life, I want to, to ask you, to urge you, and give you the opportunity to repent. Because Jesus Christ said, repent and believe in me. Repent and be saved. Repentance is required. And if you wanna walk in righteousness and holiness and follow Jesus Christ today, I wanna give you that opportunity. So if church, if we can lower our heads, close our eyes, and if that's you, if that's you right now, you've been questioning, you've been seeking, but you don't fully know. But today something changed. Today something new came forth in your heart that you wanna follow, that you wanna follow holiness and what it means to be a truly good person because Jesus Christ was the best person to ever live. And he's alive today and he died for you on the cross. He died for your sins. And if you die today or tomorrow and you've not been washed or forgiven or born again, 
your eternity will not be where you want it to be. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to just lift up your hand, to just say, yes, I wanna follow Jesus today. I wanna follow him for the rest of my life. Just begin to raise your hand if that's you. Just begin to raise your hand. I see you. I see you. Thank you. If that's you and you might have intellectual concerns, you will always have intellectual concerns. Faith is always required. And if you genuinely have them, speak to me after. I'd love to talk to you because I had the same. But thank you for those hands. Now, for those who raise their hands, I want to ask you to do something bold because our declaration for Christ is a public confession. It's a public thing. We are, we are drafted out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God, into the family of God. God is now your father if you just raise your hand. He is now your father. You are a son or a daughter. I wanna ask you to come forward to the front so we can pray for you. If that was you, just come forward to the front. If that was you, praise God. the best decision in your whole life if you hold firm to it. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you are blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe and send it to someone. And don't forget, you can always share it on your social stories. Stay connected with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information on internship, prayer line, conferences, and other resources, go to HungryGen.com. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.